Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Towson Men's Ultimate Pandemonium Podcast, Not Just a Club. This is episode three, and we're going to give it to Eli for the introductions today. So our first guest was a two-time Pandemonium captain, former president of the club, and current coach for the women's B team, Layout D. King, Xavier Stewart. Hello, hello. And then our second guest was a two-time Bamboozle captain, the current Bamboozle head coach, Flick Huck Master, Alex, where's my clipboard right? <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? And as always, you have uh, Elias Warren Moore and myself, Michael Hadjapanos, as your humble hosts. And yeah, we're ready to kick off this uh, episode three podcast, which I don't know. I'm going to make a bold assumption here and say this is going to be the best podcast we've had to date. Yeah, we're trending upward. Trending yes. upward for sure. That is pretty. That is a pretty bold claim. I, I don't know if we can top Logan and. I I think I think not only can we top Logan and top Dan, I think we can top both of them combined. And that's yeah, you're probably team. right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so with this, um, okay, I just got a message from Eli saying his mic's having issues, so I'll take control for now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. All right. So maybe my claim was a little too fast, uh, far fetched. Uh, <laughs> so um, with this episode, we're gonna try to do a little bit of two things. Uh, me and Eli, when Eli eventually gets back, we're going to try to uh, interview uh, our two amazing guests. One, because uh, they're awesome. And two, because they're also alumni. So they have that perspective about life and about Frisbee and about Towson that we all we all don't have. So that's going to be fun. And then the second one is we're going to just leave the floor open for them because I think they have a, a lot of uh, interesting stories to share. So that's going uh, to be what we're going to do today. So, if you guys don't have uh, any objections, I can. Uh, I guess we'll start with the interviewing. And I think, I think Eli's fixed his issue. So, uh, I'll ask the first questions just in case he has it. Uh, so, guys, one of the, we'll start simple. We'll start simple, and we'll get into the, the nitty gritties. But uh, I was wondering, what are your fondest memories of Towson and Towson Ultimate? I'll let you start, X. I'll let you start. Okay. So. And we're talking about a pure, pure like year. Oh my gosh, Eli is like building a new mic over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're talking about years, the 2016 or what is that? 15, 16 year. Probably the best overall, just from like a start to finish. Well, start mostly start, not so much finish, um, but just like wall to wall. Probably the best in terms of like my development as a frisbee player and like really getting that college ultimate experience. Oh, just like being with your bros, and you guys are playing as hard as you can to get to one goal. And I think probably for the rest of my career, I try to regain that feeling. Like we got to a conference championship, something that I don't know if any other Towson team's ever done. Um, I've done a lot of looking and haven't been able to find much, even though the USAU website is kind of crappy. Yeah. Um, so I'd say my fondest memory is probably those scrimmages. Um, just every scrimmage of that year. They were so much fun, even though they really, really made me mad. Because, like, you'd have people like, uh, like Ruthvik, who's, like, freshman Ruthvik at this point, and it's just, like, talking all this crap about, like, oh, yeah, the O-line's way better than you guys. And it's like, Ruthvik, please. You are, like, the sixth option in this, in this <laughs> offense. <laughs> like, you're the last person that should be talking crap to me right now. 
Oh well, I love that. I do. I I think I miss that uh, that competition. I remember I remember hearing that when I was a freshman about like the O line versus D line competition. I love that. I'm that sounds like uh, the good old days for sure. Yeah. All right, Alex. Uh, I mean, your favorite Towson slash Towson ex- ultimate memory. Not the copycat off X, but I mean that 15-16 between season, iconic. Iconic. <laughs> we had the best chance. We had the best line name. We had the best Towson D team season ever. And we did it without any coaches, with only having seven people the year before. Like, it was just, like, the greatest turnaround of my life. Like, man, you, you imagine being on a B team where you had to play Savage every tournament to having, like, three lines of subs. After which could damn well be on A team, but we're out here just dunking on kids. That was probably the best. Best year of B team, best year of ultimate of my life. I mean, I wish it ended better, but it could not have been like everything was there, all the elements. Like that's the reason, like I still play ultimate today was because that year. Yeah. Oh, oh. There's one one thing I do want to point out about that year, um, is that I think we had two separate people who came in and were like, "Oh yeah, I'll be your coach for this year, guys," and they didn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And, uh, like, really just having the chance, and I think this is really important for program building, having the chance as a freshman to sort of get a year to be like, okay, yeah, this is, like, this is cool. And then that next year being able to, like, step into a leadership role and not really have, like, anybody to stop you was, like, amazing. It was, it was like, really, I think it really formed who we were as leaders and as ultimate players from that point forward. That that was that was a little deep right there too. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're all deep. <laughs> we're all deep. And that was the whole offense was just us throwing deep. So I mean, yeah, there you oh, go. Uh, I, nothing, nothing must have changed. <laughs> it's still um, uh, it's still a decent, semi decent handlers throwing it deep to either Kevin or a healthy Logan. So yeah, so, yeah, nothing's really changed, but we still love it. Yeah, I've heard you guys don't have throwers. That's that's just we're on the street. Yeah, oh yeah, we're on the street. Is Kevin Versteen doesn't have his throwers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> always hasn't. Always will never. Yeah, shout out to Maryland. Also, we beat Maryland that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My God, let me tell you the story. We're up like two points. <laughs> Hard cap is coming off in like five minutes. We have all our timeouts in the second half, and we just burned two timeouts in the same point so we could reach hard cap, get scored on, and then just win one by one. <laughs> But we burnt those timeouts so strategically. That was the Wait, most satisfying. Wait, no, 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 no. So actually, I think you're misremembering, because it was ten ten at that point. Um, and so we're thinking like, okay, guys, let's let's just like try and burn out the clock here. So eventually, we start running, and I think we win that game thirteen ten. So like, it's 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 good. It's as good as it is to like win. The fact that like we were like, all right, let's gonna br- let's burn out the clock, and then we just run them three points to end the game, is like, wow. Look, and all I'm saying is I'll, I'll yeah. never forget how how they were literally screaming at us on the line as we burn our second timeout, just pretty much secure that. Yeah, and then Kevin was in the he was in the audience of that game. Him and his mom were watching that game while he was a senior in high school. Wow, and that's how he made his decision. You guys really convinced <laughs> Kevin to come to Towson, didn't you? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Wow, amazing. Uh, okay, um, Eli, do you got any questions you want to ask for this uh, amazing dual interview? Yeah, um, so, you know, from year to year, I think, you know, generally people start out really well in the fall if they're in for a returning year, but then they always reach that, like, point towards 
the middle of the fall semester or towards the end of the fall semester where like you begin to like get in a hump when you're trying to like fall into a new role or like you have more responsibilities. And I wanted to know what was like a personal hump for you guys to overcome for Frisbee. Sure. Um, I'll start off. So my beginning in the Towson Ultimate program, actually, eh, it wasn't as, I don't know, decorated as you might think. Um, I, came, I came to one practice. Um, our coach at the time, Clay, had uh, recruited me from high school because um, he saw that I was first team all state. Me and um, one, of my other, one of my other friends, Ryan Bates. So he recruited me to come try out for the team. So I like, kind of had some hype coming in. And uh, I don't know, like, just being a freshman, being away from all of my friends from high school who I would you know, been around for, like, seven years at that point, like, mm-hmm. since middle school, yeah. was, like, really tough for me. And so I just stopped, you know, stopped going to uh, practices and stopped going to class and, like, really struggled to, like, be a person almost. So, um, and that was, I think, October. So I, I pretty much skipped all the tryouts. I went to my first rowdown stopped showing up and then came out on the B team like in October or November. I think that was a, the, my first tournament back. We all got lost and half of us went to, uh, uh, what was Ohio? And no, they drove to, to, New Jersey. to Pittsburgh. The infamous Ben Workman takes us to Pittsburgh tournament. Yeah, that was, was that sophomore year? That was, or was freshman that, year. Yeah. Yeah. That was my first tournament, uh, since the, like after the split. So that was like me coming out of my hump. <laughs> Personal hump that you had to overcome. Um, so right after that 15-16 season that we did really well at, I remember um, I remember we went to a Chinese buffet after sectionals, and it was like me, Eric Rosling, Doug, and X, and like we were the core of that team. And I remember talking with them, and I was like, man, I really hope we're all on the same team the next year. And then tryouts my junior year came along. So this was 16-17. And, you know, we all wanted to be on A-team. And I remember after the first tournament, my appendix blew up. Um, oh, my God. I had to get surgery. And I was, like, Jeez. I couldn't practice for, like, a month. And I, like, put on weight and I got out of shape. And I, like, I don't know. It really killed my motivation because, like, I couldn't do anything because, like, my, my, like, abdomen was still healing. And, like, yeah. Uh, everyone else made A team but me, and like I, I was on track to maybe make A team that year. I don't know. I had a good first tryout tournament. I'd had a good like tryout to practice, and I was like really ready. And then like myself, but I, in the end, that year proved to be really good for me because Rico and Dave came in to coach the B team, and they helped me like work on my backhand. I ended up captaining the B team again, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I learned a lot more than I probably would have on A team, and maybe it was for the best that I ended up staying on B team, but. That was just a big hump. That whole that whole junior year really felt like a whole gut punch. But then I made eighteen the next year, so I mean, I guess it paid off. Gotcha. And isn't so, that? I'm sorry. Isn't that so, the year that like you met your like girlfriend or whatever? So I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't happen that way if you make the A team. Maybe X. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, um, so so going into this follow up question, and we kind of asked uh damn this on the first episode but uh kind of you know how there are like moments in you know tournaments or practices where like you kind of just figure out like oh like if i like do this like i can just get open or i can score or i can get like free hucks 
off of this over and over and over again. And I feel like oftentimes those like moments of realization kind of come with like rapid personal growth, or at least in terms of like confidence, like you feel that like you can do more or like it's the moment that you think like you can just start to like get buckets on the guys who are guarding you. And so I wanted to know what was like the first moment where like either of you guys felt that you had like figured it out. And this could be on A team or a B team. Okay. Uh, I, I can go first here. I have three distinct moments. So the first one is um, I was a uh, sophomore captain I, I didn't lay out, and it was something that I really wanted to do. Um, I was a big fan of the, uh, the Cal Poly slow teams. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you've ever watched a highlight reel of those guys, literally, like, everyone on that team lays out. Yeah, even if it's not open. Even if it's not a good idea, they'll lay out. Yeah, but, like, can you imagine, like, a team of, like, 27 dudes who all are just, like, throwing their bodies out? Yeah. And so I'm like, dude, I want to do that. So um, I just kind of started just by uh, just throwing my body out there. Um, and then the form sort of came later. The will was there, the body was not, and then eventually the body sort of got into shape from that. Um, and there's like a, we had a B team highlight reel uh, of just like, it's like super shaky camera of like, um, you see like a quick pan and you see me flying through for a layout D. And I think that's <laughs> like my first layout D like ever. And so like that, that has like a special place in my heart just of like, that was the first layout D I ever had. And now I have this sort of reputation of like, oh, I'll just lay out D for everything. And uh, that's where it started. Mm. Man, and then I yeah. remember watching Xavier, our sophomore year, point block a guy on G dub and then lay out for a Callahan from that point block in the end zone. And that was, that's, I think, I swear, if that doesn't say that that's when it all clicked, that has to be when he realized that he was the team go. Oh, no, I already knew at that point. <laughs> I already knew. <laughs> oh, man. Cause Cause I, look, yeah, oh, sorry. No, you're fine. I was going to say, I think, I think it's, it's great that both, I, both me and Eli, I assume Eli, has, has experience playing with you guys, either for Towson or in club. And we, we firsthand see the skill and, like, the athleticism you guys have. And then it's just, it's so fun to hear these old memories of, like, the same thing, where it's like, you guys have not changed, and for the better. So, yeah. it's just, it's very funny, though. It's, uh, what's it, nostalgic. Yeah, the tomfoolery was always there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, just a quick second one. A quick second one was, um, a lot of times, like, throwing, throwing far, or like, throwing away, is, like, something that really a lot of people struggle with, because the mechanics kind of change um, from, like, a regular throw. And that was a big knock on me. Like, um, every summer after the season would end, my coach would be like, X, I need you to do better at uh, throwing deep from a standstill. And so at one practice, um, my first year on A team, uh, I caught it in power position and just, like, flung it. It was, like, upfield for a score. Mm-hmm. And I got called back on a travel because, you know, college men's ultimate is just a cruel, cruel, cruel sport. <laughs> but um, that was the first, the first time that I was like, whoa, I can, like... I can, like, do this. And um, uh, once again, on a highlight reel, 2018 sectionals. Uh, it's on YouTube. Look it up. The very first play is me uh, centering the disc and then throwing it full field for a score. Yeah. So, I mean, like, <laughs> that was pretty cool. 
Man. Amazing. So, Amazing. Uh, Alex, do you have any, like, it I mean, for you? so, look, we all know I'm the Mr. Flick guy, right? But it, yeah. it didn't always <laughs> be like that. No more Mr. I mean, Flick so I, I was, like, a cutter freshman year, and I had, like, no intentions of being a handler. But then, I don't know, sophomore year came around, and then we just needed people to, you know, fill back and... I remember, like, B-Team Ultimate, it's, like, a classic trope that you should just force the guy flick because most people on B-Team, they got pretty bad flicks. So, you know, I would always get forced flicks, and then, like, I don't know, I got forced flicks so many times that my flick just kind of, like, became overpowered, and I was just like, all right, I can just, like, all right, you're going to force me flick? All right, we're just going to deep puck that right to Frodo off the bat, and that's the score right there. Like, easy. I don't know. It was just kind of like, you know, no thank God no one ever forced me backhand because you know, it just let my no one no one ever expected the flicks to be able to go like a full field for a nice like deep buck. That's when I realized like, you know, take take the matchup. If they're giving you it, take it. That's a good that, moment. That's a good yeah. moment. That offense was literally just like five different dudes all hunting to get their stats. And so <laughs> like the only way you were going to be involved is if you could throw deep. So it was really like, you know, bench or be bench sort of out there. <laughs> or no more Mr. Flick guy was born. Yeah, pretty much. I love it. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to venture into a little more, little more uh, personal questions, I guess. Not personal. Ooh, They're not going to okay. attack you. They're not Frisbee-centric. Oh yeah. Well, well, I was gonna start off gradually getting into that, but oh, okay. I have, I do have one more. I do have like one or two more frisbee ones, but they're like more, more like personal experience ones. And the first one was, uh, who was the first person who guarded you that gave you the work? This could also be you guarding them. Yeah. Huh. This this question seems real real familiar. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we we found it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of our listeners yeah. tweeted this at us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you already know I have an answer, and <laughs> I have it. I have it going both ways. It's Elias um, Warren Moore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Elias Elias Warren Moore at the last known uh, frisbee event before <laughs> this quarantine started, uh, and two v twos in between uh, a game. No, so actually, um, the women's team's current coach, um, Matthew Ratty, uh, played for the Breeze. You know, very very good at ultimate. Um, a lot of times um, in his off season. He would come back and just play with us. And um, so we, we sort of, like, knew him. And, oh, my gosh, the very first, like, outdoor winter session with Skunk, uh, which is, is his nickname, uh, I think it was him, uh, another guy, Alex Antolik, and Clay. And I was guarding Skunk, and it was like, oh, my gosh, this is ridiculous. Why am I, why am I getting destroyed like this? Like, so, so for listeners at home who don't know, like, what Skunk looks like, Skunk looks like, how would I describe it? He looks like upside down triangle man. He's like, he's like, he's like five foot. He's like five foot eight. Derek Henry. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um. And so five foot eight white Derek Henry. Yeah. White <laughs> Derek Henry. Pretty much. And so, uh, literally every season, like winter, fall, spring, summer, Skunk would come up and just bot me for like a whole year. Uh, and then, um, the next year, cause that, like, you know, after that I was like, no, I'm not letting Skunk give me the work ever again. Like, I'm always going to be ready for this moment. 
So like I started training in the, the off season just to make sure that, you know, when the alumni came back, I would be ready. So the very next year, uh, Skunk comes back and I just give him the work. Cause like, he's a club player, you know, like nobody's doing anything in the winter, but the college students are like fresh off a season. So like, literally I'm just, Oh my gosh, I was giving the work to him. And so I got my revenge. It's fantastic. Nice. I love that. Yeah, and X, uh, go, to go off of that, I, I assume, because of what you just said, is that any time a player's ever giving you the work, doesn't it make you want to work harder? Yeah, or at least not stop the bleeding. Yeah, know? yeah. That's that's a, that's the same mentality I have, like, at practices, because I'm like, oh, I know Kevin Versteeg or Logan Call can, can just, like, jump over me and just destroy me in every way, shape, or form, but... You know what? Maybe next time I'll I'll get him on the under or something. You know, just a little, just a little, little grind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that. I love that mentality. All right. Now, uh, Alex, who's the person that gave you the works? I don't know. I mean, uh, it, in a in a in a cute frenemy kind of way, it was always kind of Xavier. I mean, you know. Hey. Okay. Now the real answer. Though. I mean, but like <laughs> in practice and everything. I mean, yeah. I, I usually mark up against one or two people, Doug, because he was my height, or X, because it was fun most of the time. But I mean, X was merciless, and I don't know if I if I had been on like B team with X to like try and like get better, because he would always he was pretty much setting the standards as like an A teamer, and I don't know. I definitely got better with that mark that he always had. And if we had to talk about other teams, I mean, shoot, there's lots of teams that mark me well. I don't know. If I had to think, like, one time that I remember getting really mad, it would probably be, like, playing against one of, like, the DC schools. And back in the day, they used to have a couple of really, like, good marks. And I'd always get, like, I wouldn't get point blocks, but I would get dangerously close. And, I don't know, it definitely forced me to, like, reevaluate if I was actually good or not. <laughs> yeah, it raises your blood pressure a little bit. Like, you get one off, it's like, ooh. But then, like, knowing you got to get them again, like, you're going to get the disc back, and they're still going to be there. And it's like, well, I don't know if I can survive this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. One, one quick interjection, though. Like, when, when X is, like, giving you the work on offense or defense, the worst part about it is, like, he'll foot block you or he'll hand block you or he'll lay out D or he'll just, like, put the clamps on you and you got nowhere to go, right? And then, like, when you're just standing in the middle of the stack or you're standing dump or you don't have the disc in your hands, he'll just, like, give you advice on, like, what to fix. And I think, like, that's the most yep. aggravating thing. Because, like, <laughs> at the beginning of my sophomore year, like, going into my sophomore year, X gave me a goal to learn how to throw so that I could work my way into becoming a handler and that never worked out but um like during these like early fall scrimmages and stuff that we would do whether we were playing minis or whatever x would be like all right like when you're making this in cut make sure you swing your hips wide so that you can box out so guys can't lay out through you and so he'd give me like these little tips while he was giving me the work. And it was like one of the most embarrassing things, but also like one of the most helpful things. To to piggyback off of that, if we're talking about X X making you look like a fool, I think for four years straight, I'd always try and sky X in a fifty fifty. And I've got like four or five inches in height, maybe a little more on X, and I swear to god I don't think I got it once 
on him, and he always just dunk on me. And I, you know, that 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 pissed me off because I could dunk on people taller than me, but never X. X would always die me, no matter what the situation was. So there, there's actually a reason that all of this has uh, happened. So um, when I was in high school, um, I played frisbee uh, for my high school's team, and it was very. Uh, it was a sky or sky, be skied world there. Like, there wasn't a lot of people who were going to give you a lot of help or suggestions. Um, and there weren't going to be a lot of unders being, being thrown either. So you just have, like, five, four dudes who are just jumping 40 inches in the air. And it was like, you either, you know. Sky you get or roofed. you sky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's either, so, like, coming from that mentality of just, like, literally, it's like, it's like Chicago basketball, you know? Like. Literally everyone's going to give it to you, like, every single night. And if you don't have it, then, like, you really just have to, like, get better, get good, or give up. Yeah. And uh, I got good. Yeah, I, uh, I can attest to that. I remember my freshman year. Um, I had it – was, it, was it was prime Eric Rosling and prime Jerry Ricks <laughs> came to, to my high school, and they would, like, play pickup with us. And we had Kevin Moldenhauer there, too. And every time it was, like, if it goes deep to them, it's, like it's – little, it's little, like, five, eight freshman Michael just going, like, don't even try it. Just let him get it. <laughs> Honestly, catch it and hand it to him if you do. Because it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, yeah, anything in that air was not yours until you earned it. So, yeah, yeah, I, I do, I can attest. All right, uh, Eli, yeah, got anything else? Yeah, so, um, I wanted to know if you guys had not played Ultimate in college, what would you have done with all that, like, free time? Well, I mean, I'll start off because I already know. I mean, I, I never intended to play Ultimate in college. Like, I didn't even sign up to go to the practices, like, or the, like, the interest forms or anything. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I signed up to go to men's club soccer tryouts, and I went there. And, uh, yes, men's and club I soccer. And I was like, I, I went to the first tryout for that team, and I remember getting there. And I remember they were just like, I don't know, a bunch of like, I don't know. They, they were clicky. They were clicky. And I was like the odd new guy. And, you know, I was kind of nerdy. And, like, you know, I, I played soccer my whole life and I loved it. But, like, I did not fit in. I remember I, I stayed like 10 minutes and I just left. As I was walking back to my, like, West Village dorm room, I, I ended up passing by, like, the Frisbee team. And I remember big boy TJ Sebastian, an absolute legend, if you know him. He, like, wanders up to me and sees that I've got cleats. He's like, you here for the tryouts? And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And he's like, come play Frisbee. It's a lot more fun. And I'm like, all right, man. And so I ended up staying there. And so, I don't know. Maybe I would have played soccer if I not quit after 10 minutes. But I guess quitting after 10 minutes was probably the best time I've ever quit after 10 minutes because it ended up taking me to Frisbee. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a that's an accurate story. Yeah, we we lose most of our recruits to either men's club soccer or uh, frats. It's always frats. <laughs> yeah, that's a, the two biggest rivals of California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, men's club soccer is having a pretty big come up um, because you'd hear that story of like people not really fitting in on the club soccer team. Like, I think Del Rico Johnson, like, are like arguably most famous alumni. I think. Yeah, I would say so. 
When, yeah, when, our when, most when, famous. I mean, when Kevin Christie gets bigger, yeah. I mean, Rico's yeah. definitely most successful. Um, so hashtag guys. free Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. Hashtag justice for Kevin. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he has a, he has pretty much the same story of just like he like I think he was better than the worst guy who made it, but he didn't make it on the club team. And then like we used to have an actual soccer team, and he made that team, but not like the club yeah. team. Um. So yeah, they've they've had a pretty big come up. Um. When I was a president, they were you know they were killing it. So shout out to those guys for. Really turning that program around. Oh yeah, we we love them. We love them. They just gotta stop stealing our recruits. Please. Yeah. Also, yeah. Stop stealing our <laughs> yeah. people. Or just or just give us or just give us whoever doesn't want to play. For yes, us. please. Any, yeah. we'll anybody it. who's like, I don't think I'm getting enough playing time. Like, please, like, you need playing time. We need bodies. <laughs> well, I mean, not only that too. It's just like just like like Alex and X have said. It's that that you we have we've built at Towson. We might not have the greatest frisbee team. Not by a long shot, but we do have. I think we do have the best chemistry, and I think I think that's what makes us one of the best teams at Towson. Is that we we all bond so well. Yeah. Everyone of every background is just all together, and I, I love that about us. That's the one thing like I'll take with me through college is that I know the Towson guys are the best personality wise. I don't know, man. Those yeah. spike ball guys might give us a run for our money. Oh, they're coming up. They're they're on the call up too. <laughs> oh man, um, we'll do. We'll combine. We'll do both. We'll do both ultimate and spike ball. So, I'm actually really intrigued for your answer to that question about uh, what would you do if you had not played ultimate in college. Okay, so I quit ultimate from like September to October, uh-huh. and uh, I was a professional smash player. For that two months span. in the in the Smash Club at, at Towson. Uh, well, so I was planning on like just going to major tournaments. So I spent a lot of time just like labbing and just sort of prepping for Were that. You playing like melee. Uh, I was playing brawl okay. because I knew I wasn't going to be good enough to play melee. I wasn't technical enough yeah. for that, but I could play a game like brawl, which is fundamentally flawed. Yeah. Um, so that was what I was gonna. I mean. Probably if I don't play Ultimate, then I probably play Smash Ultimate. And, you know, there you go. Wow. I, I actually also want to know, Mike, what would you be doing? <laughs> what would I be doing yeah, if you didn't that is, that is That is a very good question because I came, I came to Towson to play Ultimate. That was my, the one But thing. this is also, like, very important because, like, this could help you figure out what you're going to do during the quarantine. Yeah, yeah. I... If, if I had to say hobby wise, I don't even know. Um, I would probably try to. I would have tried out for probably a men's club basketball. Mm-hmm. And I, I know, I know Logan said that too, and I think Josh has thought about it well. But like, I, I mean, besides frisbee, because that was my favorite thing I did in high school. It's like the sport itself is just so fun. You, you never know where the disc is going to go. Besides like football and basketball, you know that thing's a straight target. But I always love the sport of frisbee because it's just so unique. And it's never the mm-hmm. same. Um, but other than that, hobby like sports wise, I would probably play basketball. Hobby wise, I would have just probably been in my dorm just playing video yeah. games. I probably I wouldn't be a professional Smash player like X, but uh, I'm not that good. But um, yeah, I, I don't know what I would have done because I, I mean it's all I do now. Like <laughs> I have no clue. It's uh, yeah. Once college ends, I'm gonna I'm gonna be lost. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to law school. I, I got, I got oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Maryland. Maryland Law School. Shout out Maryland. 
Shout out Luca. <laughs> Yo, yeah, Actually, that's my boy. Yeah. Shout out Luca. <laughs> oh, Luca, if you ever listen to the podcast, I don't know if you would, but uh, if you do, we'd love to have you on and hear a little lesson in Maryland law whenever you get yeah. the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, um, all right. Let's let's uh, let's do this one. Okay, I got another one. I think this might sound familiar too, X. I don't know if you read our our Twitter and saw that someone asked this question, but um, if you if you could have one person on Hammer Time. Alumni or current transfer over to play with Pandemonium. Who do you pick? And if you don't know, maybe you can pick someone like who gave you the works from Hammer Time. That's tough. There so are like, a lot of it, good options it, it there. Can be, it can be Very. either someone that gave us the works or someone that we want to play on our team. Uh, yeah, it could I, be both. Yeah. Could be one or could be one or the other. Just let us know. You know, take your time. Oh, think I got about an answer it. off the bat. I'm... Oh, okay. <laughs> here we go. All right, and it's 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 fuck. It's it's two sisters. I knew it. I knew. I knew it would be them. I knew it would be them. I knew it would be them. Annalise and yeah. Tina Hum. Annalise, I would take on any frisbee team over the majority of men I know. Like. <laughs> he is faster than most and like lays out the more of them and is way better like playing summer league one year with her I was like alright that's it this is you, you, you're captain of the B team now you're captain of the A team <laughs> that's easy and then Tina I remember our first our freshman year's B team versus the girls team game oh my gosh I've never I've never felt so like so like unconfident like and it's not because she was a, a, a woman it was literally because she was just so much better than me she's like laying out point blocking me skying me and i've got like a whole foot of height on her and i'm just like oh my god you're you're the terminator you're like i saw that on twitter and i knew exactly what i was going to say <laughs> yeah. oh. i love that x what, what do you, what's your answer Mm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit uh, off the beaten path here. I have okay. I have two two options. I would say either current captain Emily Chris. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly, um, I think she's a lot like uh, she's like a female female Mike actually. Oh, um, Are you just like me? that. Like what? yeah, yeah, oh, you. Okay. Yeah, just like the the strive to improve and um, the weird like you know tomfoolery that kind of kind of comes around with that. It's like a good good environment to be around and someone that I can trust to give their all all the time. We also both love Kevin. So. Yeah. And yeah, they both, <laughs> well, I don't know if she loves Kevin. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's iffy. It's iffy. <laughs> um, and then my second am- uh, answer from just like a culture building uh, standpoint is uh, Connie. Connie Ignastu, who like is a current, my co-coach with the women's team. Um, like just great, great vibe around her. Like, Honestly, I don't think I can't think of anyone who would help build a program better than having Connie. So obviously, you want to just replicate that. And like, dude, Connie would be, oh my gosh, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> I'd be so dude, terrified of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Eli, you got any? You got any yeah. Thoughts? Um. So for me, um, I never got to play with him, but Ryan Bates, like. I got to see a very limited sample size because I joined Ultimate late in the fall, and then you say Ryan Bates. Yeah, isn't that a yeah? Dude? Wait, hold on. I mean, yeah, Eli, this is Hammer Time. This is a. Uh... Oh wait, it's Hammer Time. 
That's why we're yeah. all talking about <laughs> Hammer Time players. Wait, like, no, then it's Kara. It's without a doubt Kara. Like, oh, okay. She was my coach. She was my coach sophomore year, or co-coach with uh, Alex. And, like, I felt like Alex did a lot of, like, game strategy, but a lot of, like, one-on-one, um, like, working with. Like, I I completely attribute at least, like, my fundamental development growth in terms of, like, how I cut and, you know, how I, like, pivot and stuff like that to Kara because she just taught us, like, you know, how to use your body to shield the disc wherever you are on the field. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, Kara, I was going to say for mine, I was, I was going to pick either Kara or Annalise as well. I played summer league with them. And I think a few times they would like, the lines would be uneven where like the other team would have more guys and we'd still put out Kara and Annalise and it wouldn't be like a difference. They were so good. It didn't even affect it. So they're, they're amazing. They're the, they're the alumni I would definitely pick. Uh, current players, I would either pick, I would probably pick Emily or Jess though. Just Emily because because I'm gonna admit it on tape. So Emily, if you listen to this, you Scott, you did sky me one time in indoor, and I will, I will never forget it. So there's that, and you're gonna probably be cheering at your computer because I said that. Uh, and then Jess O because she is like one of the smoothest players I've ever seen play ultimate. Her layouts are like, like butter. Like it's crazy. It's just like she just glides with it. So those two players are amazing. Yeah. Yeah, those are, those are mine. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Oh, just for just for the record, I would have picked Jess, but like knowing how like I don't know how interesting some of our players are to like add the like I don't know dudeness to Jess. Who knows who that person turns out? Oh my to god! Be? Gosh. Like oh my god! That's like, oh no, god. I think like. That'd be a beast. <laughs> yeah, that would be a beast. We already have the lowest spirit score in first <laughs> men's ultimate. Oh, if no. we add Jess O to that, like Jess is probably like top she's top two trash talker at Towson currently. She's good at she, it though. She's she backed it up. And it she's but good. like <laughs> she's like nice too. So like she'll get you with a move. Jess oh, versus God. Kevin. Because Kevin doesn't really trash talk. So, like, I'd love to see how he'd react to just sort of having someone in his yeah, face Kevin's all like practice. Yeah, Kevin's like a Tim Duncan type. He just, like, gives you the work and then, like, goes to the bench. He's like, all right, like, I've done my job. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jess is like the Dennis Rodman where she's just, <laughs> she'll give you the work. She's just like, yeah. <laughs> she does her hair crazy, whatever, you know. <laughs> whatever. I love it. All right, so, um, all right. What is something the club can improve on from your perspective? Both you guys. Because you both are cap you both are coaches. You both have been captains or played very very been I can't even talk. You've been very deep into the club in some kind of leadership role. You guys are current coaches. What is something the club can improve on from your perspective? Well I guess Oh, go ahead, I, I think, oh, okay. yeah, go, go ahead. Before Enjoy. either of you say anything, I swear to God, if you don't answer player <laughs> retention. I mean, so here's, here's something that I've seen that I think has improved, but I think will always need to be a focus of the team. And, like, you know, not trying to, like, blow smoke up B team, but it's B team. And so I remember back when we were, like, sophomores, the B team got – 
half the field space, half the space time, no coaches, no cares. Like, it was just, like, the leadership, like, they liked us. We were, we were homies off the field, but, like, there was never any, like, real respect during practice and training. And I've seen that really change. I mean, I remember Rico fighting really hard for us to get more field space with the coaches that were, like, on A-team at the time. And I remember that momentum is really being carried. Like, I look at Tree now, and I look at the way that me, Tree, Anthony, Jeff, we all work together. It's – B-team warms up with the A-team now. They're, most of the first part of practice is together. It feels a lot more like a team. Like, it really does feel like we've improved on that a lot. But I always think there's room for that to improve because, like, two, two, two or three years ago, it, it was, like, two separate teams – that just happened to hang out after practice together. Now it's like one fundamental unit that, you know, has two core groups. And that, that's really critical. But, I mean, the player retention is important. And I, 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 it's weird. Like, some semesters will, like, boom and then we'll bust or we'll just, like, hold everyone together. I, I don't know how to make that better. I think we've made a much more welcome environment. I know we had run-ins with, you know – having incidents in the past and we've really worked on that. I feel like we're a very inclusive club now. And I think that is good. I think we've got a much more diverse population. I mean, look, I, I oh, remember yeah, when X for like two years was the only minority on the team. Like, and now I feel like we've got a much more healthy population of diversity and that's really impressive to see. And it's bringing a lot more to the table for our team. I'm really happy to see that, but I, there's always room for us to be more, more inclusive and taking care of our own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think that we probably need to focus more on individual growth of people with like a larger plan in mind. So, uh, like the year that Alex and I always gush about is literally a year where I think it was maybe like that entire team pretty much just didn't move up to A. So, like, like, literally just a year of continuity was enough for us to go from, I think we were seventh my freshman year to what could have been second or first my sophomore yes. year. So, I mean, I think that we as a club should just be willing to stash people on the, the B team and really, like, build yeah. a staff there. And develop. Um, with, the in yeah, with the intention of developing people so that then they can go up and then they can be instant contributors as opposed to, like, just taking somebody on the A-team, stashing them there, yeah. and then hoping that, you know, three years from now they can do what somebody is yeah. doing right yeah. now yeah. who's yeah. a starter. I, I, that's, that's what I've always thought the B-team and A-team were. A-team was the guys who were ready for the next level, wanted to be competitive. B-team was always, like, the guys who just maybe didn't have their throws right, their cuts right, needed to work on it, or just wanted to come and have fun at practices. And that's and then it changes, just like it should be. And uh, I think more focus should be put on the B-team because they're, they're the development. They're, they're where we want to be, or where you, the people you want to go to when it needs to be crunch time. So... Uh, yeah, so so Alex and uh, even even X for the women's team. I guess you guys uh, got some work on your hands. Yeah, that's an understatement, <laughs> but yeah, no. But I mean, like I I can attest to this because I was, you know, Alex's first year of coaching. Um, you know, 
the difference between my freshman year and sophomore year, the amount of control that all the players have, and I understand that it's also due to the lack of amount of players that we have, but, like, the, the freedom in input and, you know, just, like, pretty much Alex says we've practiced all we could. We've prepped for this as much as we could. We've gone over a game plan. You guys are either going to follow it or you aren't. And I think, like, that has really set up ways for us to develop. And, like, I would not be as good as I was if I didn't have Alex as a coach last year. So, agreed. Agreed. Well, I'm flattered. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, this is definitely my I love it. It's my second year of coaching. And I, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, I, I'm coming. I'm definitely going to try and come back for a third because this year did not, you know, it didn't end the way I wanted to. Yeah, but, you know, exactly. didn't end. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I feel there's a lot of guys on this B team right now that I, I don't know. Maybe some of them will be taken to A team. I, I kind of hope that they get another year on B team because I feel like they didn't get the full, the full development. Yeah. But, uh, it, it's it's definitely like a blessing and a curse being a B team coach because yeah. I mean it's it's insanely rewarding when you see like a dude that came in and you teach them like I don't know how to cut and then it clicks and you watch that click and then it's like wow he gets it my god finally and then he starts hauling you know ass up and down the field and then you have like a star player and you're like I contributed to that like I mean yeah. you clearly had the base but when you help help mold that. Amazing, but then there's other times where you're like dealing with goons on the B team. Like, sure, you love having the goons on the B team, but then it's like we got like four dudes joshing around on the sidelines, not paying attention, and I'm over here about to like break three more clipboards than I need to today. It's like, you know, you 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 get out of it what you put into it, and you see that a lot. A lot of these guys are putting a lot into it. No, my my bold prediction. Next year, if if they retain their if if they end up on B team again, I think Chris and Peter are guys who can just like dominate the B team circuit at like the level that Yanni did the year before. Yep. You mean are you talking about Yanni? Yanni beat Rico upline Yanni the same yeah. Oh yeah yeah <laughs> just, yeah. Just Yanni, to clarify, I mean, he'll never admit Giannis that. <laughs> Dude, like literally everybody that was on that B team that was there for that practice can tell you that story, <laughs> and every time it sounds the same. Uh, makes makes you think that it actually happened. Yeah right. All right, so uh, as of now, I think we've had we've had a lot of questions. I think we've got a lot of insight into Alex and X's lives. So now yeah. th- we're gonna go a little step beyond. We're gonna we're gonna give them the floor and let them just go off on tangents. And I think I, th- I know X is ready for this. I don't know if Alex is, but uh, there's a uh, there's some things they want to share, things to talk about, and I'm gonna give them the floor for it. This is uh, this is their time. So uh, either X or Alex, whenever you guys wanna just. Go off on your tangents. Feel free. <laughs> you can u- also use this time to promote anything. All right. Yes. We do take sponsorships. So far, we have cookouts yeah. and Kim Shats. Yep. So. Yeah, like if, if Pasta Misa oh, yeah. wants to go ahead and throw it over to us. A little bit of Pasta Misa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. All right. Let's, let's just be honest here. I... Playing college ultimate was probably the most important thing that I did in my college career as far as like setting me up for career success mm-hmm. in the field that I'm in now, which is kind of weird to think about because I'm, I work for a defense contractor. 
Ooh, uh, I can't okay. tell you anything more than that. But um, <laughs> no, I can tell you more. But um, yeah, like the connections that you make um, can really help you in the job sphere. Just um, like the I got my dream job just off of knowing some guy who also was working <laughs> for that place. Um, and then all the work that I did in undergrad was like more or less irrelevant because I mean, you know, like I had a degree, like that was cool, but like literally I sent them my degree and I was like, are they going to have pro- questions about my transcript and my d- degree? And they were like, oh, that's cool. Nice. Awesome. And then I just kept working the next day. So it was like, wow, <laughs> all of this happened because I played ultimate Frisbee. And here we are now. This is well something. Um, so I, I think the point of what I'm trying to say is uh, milk your friends for connections um, so that they can get you jobs. Uh, because if you haven't, then you haven't gotten your full value out of playing college oh, ultimate. Alex, any, any thoughts? I mean, I'll, I'll piggyback off X slightly there. I mean, Frisbee's gave me a lot. It gave me a lot of friends. Look, I ended up dating this chick when we were like sophomores who filmed every single tournament we went to and then end up giving me oh, a yeah. dog. Like, she was the I goat. Have Carla if I didn't adopt that dog from this one girl that I dated for like a semester who filmed all our tournaments. That was great. Yeah, shout out to Emmy. Shout yep. out to Emmy. Dude, Carla, I wouldn't have this dog if I didn't do that, you know. And then look, I mean, look, I mean, I guess it's really helped my love life, I guess. Really, really paid off. <laughs> because like I would never have met my girlfriend now, at, you know, at a hat tournament. If I hadn't played Frisbee, and, like, you've been named for, like, three years now, and, like, Frisbee is, like, a, a crucible, like, that we share. I love – Frisbee's given me more than just, like, great fun and friends. It's given me, like, a lot to reflect on. I mean, I, look, I wouldn't be working at Towson if I hadn't stayed around here this this long, you know. Yeah. No, it's – yeah, that's, that's, that's why that's why I was excited when I came to Towson, too, was I knew – I knew Towson had the, a good community and good people who played, and it was it was just going to be a great overall environment. So, just like that, just like I said, milk your friends. You know, just milk them all the way. Get everything you can out of them. Yeah, yeah. Just now, milk them. Yeah, I'd like to talk for a second. I'd like to open the floor. <laughs> You're talking about friends. X, am I am I am I back on your top ten friends list yet? Am I am I back there or not? Because you broke my heart long ago with that when you replaced me. <laughs> okay, all right. Before before we even get into this, let me just give a, a quick PSA to anybody who's trying to get into my top ten friends list, which has gotten a lot harder <laughs> since I announced it. Like a lot of people are competing for it now. Way more than, you know, back in 2016 when I just brooded in my room <laughs> over the fact that no one was texting me. Uh, the, the best advice I can give you is don't get into a relationship because then you have someone who is clearly more important to you than me. And so you just drop because I don't oh hang out God. with you anymore. <laughs> and that's pretty much what happened now. Oh, my, oh my <laughs> See, God. Ex- I think you failed the reality. <laughs> There's no one more important than you, <laughs> and I think, and I think, I think oh my God. relationship shows you that. My, my senior thesis project was about you, Xavier. Oh, oh wow! Also, you know, while we're on the the topic, you always call me Xavier. My name is Xavier. We've been over this like a million times, and you still it's do called it. a cute nickname. <laughs> It's just another name. Yeah. Some of us aren't English yeah, majors. True. We can't pronounce things right. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Alex, the next time you see yeah. me, you better call me a liar. <laughs> I expect a cute a name. <laughs> I, I expect you a cute lie, name. <laughs> yeah, and you have to call Mike Mike Mikesicle now. Like, you know, how Mike's for, for, for Mike Mike yeah. <laughs> No, he's if Mark. You want to he's Mark. Xavier, you gotta put an X and then a dash and then the Xavier part. That way I know it's Xavier. Well, you could just call me X call like everybody X else. I even call you Ziggy. I call you your high school Ooh, nickname. That's a deep Ziggy. Because I yeah. know that about that you. <laughs> Level. Yeah. Whoa. Bars. Yeah, we're going. Oh, Alex and I actually, uh, we had a coaching career before this. We coached high school. For one whole game, oh, and we were undefeated amazing. in high school coaching. Add that to the transcript. Well, Alex is. Alex is. <laughs> Add it to the coaching That's transcript. That's when I knew I was destined to coach Scrubs. <laughs> I knew. There's, there's like one. No, there are two college ultimate players out of that team. So, yeah. pretty good hit rate. Well, before I, I forget, so the guests on every podcast, I don't know if you listen to it already, the guests have to make up. A title for the episode by the end of the episode so we're not we're not done yet we we still want to hear more about this x and alex are they friends are they not top 10 but <laughs> oh my god oh my god we're friends <laughs> but yeah. for you guys if you guys want to start thinking of names or like a title for the episode uh we've had we've had two okay ones but if you guys really want to bring it home solidify <laughs> the the history of this podcast into the nation's heart you guys got to come up with a good name. So, why you got to call? Why you got to call Logan and Dan out? Like that? Oh, I did. They they're how they're about, pioneers. How about <laughs> two B team captains walk into a podcast? I, was, I like that I like one. it. All right. Well, we'll we'll, we'll keep B-team. thinking. If you think of anything better, we'll keep going. But uh, all right, I have a question for X. Kind of a question, kind of just to help you get off of this. Uh, since we talked about since we talked about friends, uh, who are your top five enemies of all time while you were at Towson? <laughs> Okay, while I was at Towson, my Papa top five Jeff, enemies of Papa all Jeff, time. Papa Jeff, uh, Papa Jeff, sports club. <laughs> no, Jeff's my guy. Like, people always make fun of me because I always preface any statement about Jeff by saying, my boy, Jeff. He really is. And they're is, like, though. is he really your boy, though? Is he? He is. I, I love Jeff. Jeff's great. Um, number five would be every school that resides in the District <laughs> of Columbia. <laughs> And I'll, I'll include Georgetown, too, because I, I don't know. They're, like, weird. They, like, are kind of in Maryland, I guess. But, like, yeah, no, they're, they're in there, too. Um, and the reasons why are that they're all relatively well-coached. And it's like, okay, why is it that all of you can flick and backhand and stuff? Like, well, how come, how come you guys don't have any good quirks that we can take advantage of? I don't understand. Um, two, you just, like, I don't know. I just got a sense that they thought that they Dude, were that's... better than me. Uh, American was... University, when they called it not a real team. Oh, yeah, I was traumatized. broke them, like, ten times in a row the next year. Where, like, G-Dub um, playing a B team up, I think, 12-0, um, and they still have their every other handler, Tyler Monroe, of the truck, of truck stop, still in the game when they're up 12-0. I think... Possibly because they got mad because I uh, we point blocked one of them, and so at that point they're like, "Okay, we got to dunk on these kids now. Like, it's time to go." But like for a team as top heavy as 
that 2016 GW team was. Come on, guys. What are you, what are you doing? Like, wh- wh- why are you doing this? Like, you, this is a perfect time to develop, but whatever. That's fine. And then Georgetown, I don't know. It's just like any, any game you ever played against Georgetown, it sort of felt like they weren't even – they, like, didn't even know you were really there. You know, like, they're just kind of, like, playing the game by themselves and not really into it. So, I mean, number five, every every team in the district. Just do better, guys. Do better. Number four would be, I don't know, I think it's got to no. be the Oak Creek ordering process. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, mean like, I just, <laughs> well, <laughs> Like, okay, I love Clay. I am a big supporter of Oak Creek. I've spent far too much money buying things I don't need on his website. I'll probably, you know, go and buy some stuff after. But, like, I don't know, dude. Like, the whole process just seems so... And you, like, would have all these revisions. And, like, the whole process just seems like it just takes, like, such a long time. And, like, we'd always get, like... He'd always sort of like convince us into these weird choices, and then like we'd have like jerseys that rip because like, and, and like at the time it was like, oh yeah, bamboo sounds like really good, and then like it wasn't, and so and you sometimes got the sense that like we were the <laughs> testing ground for Clay's ideas, and it was like, oh okay, I I, I can show this to we're the like masses the, we're now like, we're like, like the Oregon. I, I'm of, still of, 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 of ultimate teams. <laughs> Got, yeah, Nike pretty much. Every every week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got the Oak Creek brand. And um, and then a side note, um, Clay was coaching us, and he had on these camo Crocs, and I was like, "Whoa, Clay, are those the Oak Creek ones?" And he, <laughs> he looked like he wanted to kill me, so I'm kind of mad well. that he didn't laugh at my joke. <laughs> so that's why number four, number three is um, Ryan Bates. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Bates is a massive enemy of mine for a few reasons. The first being that he, like, disappeared off the face of the earth after our freshman year. Like, dude, we were, like, friend. We were, like, bros. Like, we would, like, get lunch together, and, like, we were going to take class together, <laughs> even though it never happened because he didn't want to take Chinese with me, but that's fine. Uh, and then after that, like, you know, he, I don't know, he just disappeared. He, like, had other stuff to do. And uh, I had other stuff to do, too. Like, I, it's not like I was, like, you know, waiting by my phone, waiting for him to text me, even though I totally was. But, like, you know, it's just, like, dang, bud. And then when I finally, when I finally scratched and clawed my way up to A-team, it just wasn't the same anymore. You know? He had Sam Cyberfan. He was the kid on the he team. Could, you know. <laughs> yeah, he had, he, had, he had newer, faster friends than me, and I just couldn't keep up anymore. Uh, and then, and then, oh, man. The, the crown it all off. Um, he, uh, te- I texted him once and was like, um, hey, can I be the best man in your wedding? And he was like, yeah, sure, dude. And then he got engaged. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Ryan, am oh, I still the best no. man? And he's like, nah, dude. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, finally, after all of this, I convinced him to be my baggage after about five years of trying. And then he decides that, uh, you know, he decides to convince our president to take this quarantine seriously. And 
everything gets shut down. <laughs> so, like, the lengths that he'll go to prevent me from wait, spending time wait, with him so and being saying, his friend are just... Ryan Bates made Corona. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the beer. No, dude. I think, I think that he's, got, he's in the ear of Trump, and he's like, he's like, Donnie, 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 this is a lot ser- more serious than you think it is. Like, we got we to gotta do something about it. Okay, like, X, X, if you can pass you, on this you, list of five names, they're the people in my immediate family. Can you let Ryan <laughs> know to let Trump know that these five people should get their stimulus checks first. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, me and Ryan Bates aren't on the best of terms because every time I see him, I tell him that I hate him. Uh, okay. Okay. So, so I'll do my best. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's three. I just yeah. know who's not on uh, the list for sure. Oh, well, Ryan, Ryan is the only person who's ever, like, been on both the top ten enemies at the same and time. List. At the same, <laughs> yeah, he's on the James. He's on the James Winston. Of like thirty for thirty. He could lead the league in passing touchdowns and interceptions if you wow. felt like it. So versatile. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, and uh, number number. Uh, actually, you know what? Number one and two. There are a lot of people in this, but I'm just gonna s- smash them all together. All the coaches of. Pandemonium, all of them. All of they take up the number yeah. one and number two spot. I'll say the number two is the B team coaches, and number one is no. Actually, number number two is the A team coaches, and number one is the B team coaches. So number two, uh, Jeff and, and Tree, Tree, because oh my god, <laughs> the practices were so hard. It's like I know you're making me better, dude, but like I'm still upset. And sometimes I would just like. Sit in, sit in my room after a practice. It's like, man, maybe I should, like, play chess or something. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, or, like, we'd be, like, we'd do those Indian runs, um, and we would just be running and running and running, and, you know, the women's team is over on the side, like, oh, my gosh, just look, what's going on over there? And it's like, oh, my gosh, you're embarrassing us. Ah. So, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, those are really minor things, because the main, the main thing is Jeff. Jeff is my mortal enemy. <laughs> I this you know Jeff's not my boy, hundred percent. He's too tall. That's it's, it's he's too tall. He's too tall. Uh, I mean, <laughs> people who are that big shouldn't be going through. That's just that shouldn't happen. This shouldn't that shouldn't be the case. So uh, anytime that I match up on Jeff, I have to play super aggressively. Uh, and, because well, first of all, he's like a foot taller than me. So it's, if he goes deep, then I mean that's pretty much it. Um, and then he has the nerve to like fake under, like, really, Jeff? You, you think you think I think you're going that way? Like, really? I'm not buying. Literally, I'll just give you the under because I don't think you're gonna take it. Just stop it. Stop it. But the B team coaches. Here we go. All right. Like we start with Doug and Kara. Um, for combining what is going on? <laughs> the one two. <laughs> the one two punch of. Doug once, uh, we were in a huddle, uh, I think last year, um, both teams, and um, I was talking about how we should go support the women's team at their home tournament, and literally Doug laughed, and Kara immediately started roasting me, because for some reason, it was like, I didn't do anything, why are you doing this to me, like, what what have I done wrong? 
I literally was very seriously saying we should support the women's team. <laughs> and then Doug laughed, and I got roasted. <laughs> dumb. And uh, sometimes I sit up in my bed at night and think about all my mistakes, and that's definitely up there. I should have just turned around and just never met any of you. Uh, Anthony's cool. I have nothing to say about Anthony. And then there's Alex. Uh, who uh, pretty much ruined my self-confidence in the year of 2018. Oh, my. By, uh, we were talking oh about this God. rookie. Um, <laughs> we were talking oh about God. this rookie. Are you, are you, are you um, and I was literally... <laughs> yeah, I don't have a lot of enemies anymore, dude. So, I mean, kind of grasping at straws here. But, yeah, pretty much. Um, I, was, uh, I was talking about the development of this rookie on the women's team. Um, and it was like, yeah, she seems pretty cool. And Alex is like, whoa, 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 dude, she's out of your league. And it's like, like, what are you talking about? Like, I wasn't talking about this at all. <laughs> just like, nah, dude, out of out of your league. It's like, I was so hurt by that because I didn't, I didn't even do anything. And my man's just gonna roast me like that for no reason. <laughs> protect you. <Ed. laughs> from what? Oh my God. I'm trying to protect you from another so, I mean, girl breaking your heart. Shit. The list is too long, okay? Honestly, actually, it's not. I think it's like, <laughs> well, one is too many. many. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad at love. Ooh-hoo. So, yeah, I mean, the B team coach is pretty much for roasting me for no reason. Uh, are that the greatest a, enemies that, that I've ever had. That is a, a good list. Very intense. Unbelievable. One one comment I would like to add is uh, Tree hasn't done a lot of uh, Indian runs or a lot of uh, high pressure drills ever since he graduated X. So I don't know if that was a coincidence or. <laughs> no, he just he just likes us. Really. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, he's still they're still at number two, but I've slightly moved That's them fine. up a a little bit. They're like two point one now. Uh, Alex, are there any personal vendettas that you would like to call out? <laughs> Do you, do, you somehow, do you somehow like hate Kanji and like a reverse like love hate relationship? Like, oh no, Kanji, Kanji is my boy. Kanji, Kanji shows me his samurai swords on WebEx teams while we're trying to get work done. Oh, that's we pretty, have a relationship. That's pretty cool. Now you want to talk about my vendettas? Oh, you want? To, I'll, I'll I'll just list three. I'll just list three. All right. Let's go with. Panda time. We'll start with panda time. As much as I love panda time, <laughs> imagine getting cut from panda time and then getting made starting D-line hander on bomb squad. What is this? What is this? I get bomb squad and some goons too, but are you gonna do me that dirty? Yeah, I, I literally, I literally kick Nate Laws in the DMs. Hey Nate, hey cutie, can I join your team as a practice squad player after one tournament? Hey, we want you to start the D line with Anthony, and I'm like, oh, mama mia, I'm a take. <laughs> mama mia. And then you want to go, go to my second one? Oh, it's easy. It's gotta be Xavier Stewart. No one's ever fighted me harder. He is the good cop for my bad cop, and I, you know, I just sometimes wish he could, we could both be bad cops, but he never lets that happen. Never. <laughs> and then number one, it, it's got to be the, the oligarchy that is Oak Creek. They run everything. They're like, they run the world and we just don't know it. They run the Frisbee tournaments. They run the production of our Frisbee items. I mean, they, they've got roots everywhere. I mean, Logan's probably a puppet state president run by Oak Creek. <laughs> it's just ham and play with puppets. And they're just, you know, they've got like Logan. Like, We're going to another Oak Creek tournament. 
<laughs> my three vendettas for now. I'm surprised you didn't say uh, Scott. Scott Picardner. Scott Picardner is my yeah. arch enemy. All right. That's not a vendetta, but it's more. Never have I had someone so... <laughs> There's no words for Scott. We, no words we can use on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I want to move. I want to move Panda Time up too. Like they're they're. Def- I'm bumping DC schools off, and I'm adding Panda Time as number one now, uh, because there's a bunch of clowns, and I had to be the captain of that. And it was just like, really, guys, this is what we're doing today. Like all of this, like you all know Jeff Jess O from a leadership standpoint position, but like imagine just having her as just another like team member and like she's doing all her Jesso things and it's like oh my gosh this is real like this is really this and then you have like I don't know other other clowns oh like, my god like Micaiah from UMBC clown uh and then you have uh Chris Chris Hasselbeck whose last name I always forget that's my fault I always say he's Chris McCormick why are you coming from my high school but... friend Chris McCormick like <laughs> gotta do it to him sorry uh yeah and i mean the team's just full of clowns and i somehow ended up being captain after not being captain after being asked to be captain and i don't even know dude maybe i'll come back next year because it's just a drug i can't quit very tough ruined your life well uh... (laughs) yeah I think yeah, I think that's a good yeah, place. Yeah, that stop. was uh, we we got to the we got to the, the nitty gritty at the end of the podcast. We got to we got to the tangent. Oh wait oh, wait wait! No. There's one final thing. Anyone listening here, if you're good at frisbee, play on my summer league team. <laughs> it's probably not going to happen, but if it is, I want your verbal commitment, please. Uh, so just hit me up on Twitter. Yes, cool. Wow. Uh, tell me you want to be on my summer. So, do we have a title for this episode? X, do you have anything better to offer? Man. <laughs> uh, two old men yell at clouds. Two old men yell at clouds. I, I was, I was thinking more along yeah. the lines of a quote that you just made, X. A drug <laughs> drug Honestly, that's, 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 yeah. that's, that's It's either that or personal vendetta. All right, well, we can, we can, if you wanted to combine it, we could be two B team coaches welcome to a podcast and take a drug you can't quit. <laughs> I, I, I throw my vote for right. that. Yeah. <laughs> best, best of luck in front of the sports club we'll council with that title, guys. We got yeah. it on tape. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> even if they, even if they subpoena yeah. us, we're okay. Yeah, it's, Logan will have to excuse oh, himself. If he, if he comes a worse scandal than the Monica Lewinsky scandal, so you know, oh, he has to Lord. step down as president. I would, I would understand. <laughs> and then in the newspapers, they call us towns. Oh my god! Oh, no. I die. All right. Well, I, I would like to say, no. I think I think Alex put it great, and uh, we have a group text before this to kind of talk about ideas and what's happening, and uh, just a quote from Alex earlier, when he was talking about him and X, he said, we're like Latin lovers, so much passion and love and fire, and I think that described this podcast to a team. <laughs> so much passion, no love, more fire. Uh, I, guys, I want to thank you for being on the podcast, I think... I think it was very passionate. There's a lot of love yeah, and a little bit of fire that grew. Um, so I want to thank you guys. 
Uh, again, you guys, uh, people listening, I want to thank you as always. You guys are always loyal fans. And so when this podcast eventually hits the big time and we get our own uh, Broadway two musical, of you. Uh, you guys will have front row seats. So all, all seven of you. So thank you guys. <laughs> yeah, if you've, if you've listened to this podcast all the way through, go ahead and tweet at us and we will go ahead and give you some kind of gift, whether it's a meme or funny tweets or I'll Venmo you yes, a penny. The old Venmo a penny trick. We love that. Um, all right. So thank you guys. Uh, thank you to our wonderful guests. Yeah. Thanks uh, for having us. And Eli, thank you again, as always, for hosting with me. Um, yeah. I think I think this, is, this hands down has been the greatest <laughs> podcast to have been said ever. And that's that's that. I think I think that's where we're gonna leave it. So thank you guys. I hope you guys have a safe and healthy quarantine. And uh, I'll see you guys when the quarantine's ended, and this will be up tomorrow. So have a great evening, guys. All right, see you. You too. See you, Mike.